Welcome to Dig It. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're trying to have a good week. Um, I'm here with my two lovely ladies, the Sharp Edge and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. How are you guys doing? Hey, it's been one hell of a week, hasn't it? It sure has. It sure has. <laughs> my little town got hit, but I'll tell you guys about that later. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's been, um, been an exhaustive a, week. A crazy week all across America and the world, I think. Um, let's let's start off with a question that we got because uh, I, I do know Edge wanted to address it. This is from Chill. Um, wow, I got to unsubscribe. I didn't realize how blind you guys were. <laughs> you, you do great uh, deep dives, but it's like you're wearing blinders and missing what's really happening here. This is the coup taking over. George Floyd was killed on camera on purpose to create riots. It's a continuation of what they did with COVID. It's all about building a new world order. Um, order out of chaos. Wake up, guys. <laughs> you're too smart not to step back and see the whole picture. Ed, would you like to take that? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we got hammered in con comments because when we recorded, we record on Wednesdays, which we try to tell everybody every time we record. We record on Wednesdays, and then we publish the um, podcasts on Fridays. That's going to be changing because um, the news cycle is speeding up so rapidly that we need to make our turnaround time on recording to publish quicker so that the information's fresh. But with this recording last week, None of this information that's come to light about George Floyd was known yet. Um, you know, we record, I think he died on the 25th. Um, then, you know, the news hit on the 25th or 26th. Um, the first protest was in Minneapolis on the 26th. We recorded on the 27th. The the riots hadn't broken out yet uh, throughout the country. Uh, this they was all still very out. new. Yeah, yeah, it was just still all very new. And then all of these, this background information on George Floyd, on them having a connection with that nightclub and so forth, had not come to light yet. I think that came out on Thursday evening, the 28th, after we had recorded. So I do want to pick up where we left off last week, which oh, we did one, not have that information. 1.2 is that comment that was made was just made two days ago. So it's really important when people are making comments to pay attention to the date of when our podcast is published, because obviously a lot more information has come to light since then. The news cycle has been all about how this is racially motivated. And we think that there's growing evidence to support that this could have actually been premeditated. In fact, you know, Jesse Waters from Fox News pointed that that out this week, stating that this looks like it could have been a premeditated hit rather than a racially motivated crime. And here's what we're talking about. We're talking about how George Floyd and the officer Chauvin they work together as security at the same nightclub at the same time, and they may have actually known each other. And this um, this nightclub owner also owns a radio station called La Raza Radio. Okay, now with La Raza Radio and the nightclub, those both burned down, or at least the nightclub got heavy damage, and the the radio station burned down. Now, the, the attorney general for Minnesota, his name, um, you know, is uh, Keith Ellison. We've heard of Keith Ellison before. He's taken that infamous selfie with the Antifa uh, book holding that up. We know he's an Antifa sympathizer. He's appeared as a guest on this La Raza radio station, coincidentally or not. Um, Keith Ellison is one of the, the ones overseeing this ev- investigation into the death of George Floyd and the prosecution of these officers. So the odds are being stacked in their favor if there is evidence that they're trying to cover up. And it appears that there is mounting evidence that they're trying to cover up of this backstory. And for all we know, this nightclub could have been doing some illegal activity like drug trafficking, money laundering, that sort of a thing. And George George Floyd could have been involved in it or witnessed it and have been, um, you know, someone that they needed to take out in order to cover something up. And, you know, this dirty cop Chauvin could have been involved in it somehow. So. If not, I to was, mention, not to mention Keith Ellison, also under that domestic abuse charge for beating his wife. But. Right, right. Yeah, Laura Loomer took some big hits on that. She was covering him a while back. That that all went into the fold as of her getting, you know, booted from Twitter and everything. 
Right. And so I'm not discounting the possibility that this this cop could have had some racial motivations, but it looks like there's a lot more evidence to support uh, another motive. And if I was if I was an investigator working this case, I, that nightclub would be the very first thing that I would be investigating um, and, because that's significant. And the trouble is that there's nobody looking into this. And it looks like the investigators aren't even interested in investigating into this. And the media uh, just com completely has no curiosity on this topic. Oh, of course they don't. Yeah. It's been a doozy. I have about a hundred thousand things rolling through my head right now. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm like biting my tongue, just going do do do, because <laughs> I can well, talk for two hours on this thing right now. What, what we all can agree on and know that they never let a good crisis go to waste, and this is they've brought all the guns out for this one. Right. So there's a lot of theories floating around out there. Some people are saying he's not even dead. Some people are saying that this whole thing was staged. Some people are saying, you know, like like what you were just describing, Ed. Um, a lot of that's up in the air right now. What we all can agree on, I think, is that this was organized. This was coordinated. Within 48 hours, they had protests rocking and rolling. And by the weekend, there were riots everywhere, destruction, buildings, cars burning, uh, people dying, you know, citizens, business owners, police officers. They were just doing a, um, so, so we are now recording on Thursday, the day before we publish. And they were, we were just prior to this listening to Barr and Ray and others talk. And one of the numbers they threw out was there've been 847 arsons thus far. So this is not a, a protest uh, about racism. You know what? I wish I had this statistic. There was a statistic that the Wall Street Journal just recently put out about the percentage of deaths um, by police officer to an un unarmed black man versus the police officers being murdered. And it, and it was just astounding. Like when you start to look at these numbers, now, I'm not trying to discount this. Obviously, this is a horrific thing. But what we have is all of these factions, including Antifa, that have, I'm not even going to say infiltrated it, because they have, in fact, coordinated it. And we know there's a lot of funding packed behind all this. You cannot get a grassroots movement <laughs> to push thousands of protesters out in every major city across the country that quickly. It is impossible. No, so it's definitely planned and coordinated yep right and, and when you okay so and then when you look at that you go hmm let's look at this timeline so so literally that it was the day after they started protesting in minneapolis and then the following day i believe one hit in was it memphis and then after that they started pumping out schedules of where all the other ones were going to hit and it just it just blew up rapidly well i realize a lot of people are out of work right now so it's a lot easier to activate people and get them into action but this stuff was planned and coordinated so then it it gives you pause and makes you think was the initial event that kicked this off coordinated i don't know it's plausible as crazy right. as that may seem it's plausible um we had but one of the points i really want to bring up before we like get into discussing all of this is that week last week while all of this was kicking off at the same time simultaneously we get the uh they terminated the trump terminated the relationship with the world health organization they put new sanctions and visa restrictions on chinese officials who played a role in smothering hong kong's freedom so he's ending the city's preferential treatment separate from China in customs, trade, and travel. And this was done after Beijing put through the new national security bill for Hong Kong, which reduces the city's autonomy from mainland China. Then we also had the um, executive order that rolled out regarding Twitter about, you know, social media sites, continue if they continue to censor people and push political agendas, acting like editors, they will lose their liability shield as well as some government funding, and they're already working on legislation pertaining to that. Interestingly, when that EO came out that morning, 
the lawsuit, if you guys remember, uh, Laura Loomer and others were involved in a lawsuit against Twitter, Facebook, Google, and Apple. It got dismissed, and that's been going on for quite some time. It got dismissed by the judge the morning the EO dropped. So I find that very interesting and telling. And and then we had more drops on Flynn, which which Edge is going to get into soon. And um, and all of the Obamagate stuff, and then you know yeah. we have you know Lindsey Graham holding hearings, and that's just really the beginning. They know that um, this well, this is all about the the as that commenter said, the continuation of the attempted coup. They know that the elect everything is riding on this election. They have to turn the news cycle. They have to kill Trump's momentum, keep it going all the way through November, get people pissed off. Um, somehow try to steal this election with either voter fraud or pissed off people uh, as much as they can. So they're stacking everything as much as they can. And these riots appear to be just another part of that. Right. And this weekend, last weekend was the official weekend where most businesses were supposed to be reopening. Different towns call it, we're in phase two, we're in phase three. And so the timing of it is so just perfect. And I don't know how long these are going to go on. I'm hoping this is all going to come to an end right quick because, you know, just just a little story about what I've been experiencing this past week. It's been pretty crazy. I, as you guys know, I was trying to take a few days off to just completely unplug and spend time out in nature with some old friends. And, and then I find out, you know, the country's burning so, of course, all night long while they're sleeping, I'm online trying to figure out everything that's going on and uh, got little to no sleep during that time. And we're rolling back into town and we find out that uh, one town was being looted and um, there were some fires. And so then we get to our town and we find out, okay, our town's okay. But then the next night we find out ours is being hitted and hit and there's... Um, what's happening is, you know, you've got a lot of young kids, like teenagers. They're, they're, they have all that pent-up energy, you know, they're frustrated, they want to get out, they want to be rebellious. And so they're, they're joining in on these protests and you'll get hundreds of them and, and some adults too. And then, and then what happens is nightfall comes and cars start rolling in from from you know the bigger cities they're rolling out to the suburbs and they're hitting the towns and they're smashing in windows looting if they can start fires fortunately we didn't have any fires here one girl did get injured and was in critical condition um and they did attempt to go into one person's house fortunately he had a gun and told them to get the hell out so so then we find out the next night okay now we know and see, they're getting these tip-offs because these idiots are publishing all over social media. Now, didn't Jack Twitter recently remove the main Antifa account that was posting all the schedules and everything because everyone was just hammering the heck out of it? Like, why aren't you removing this from social media? And I, I believe they finally did. Some but, got, some have been removed. They just get, they crop up, you know, as soon as one's removed, they, you know, there's another oh, one yeah. that'll pop up. Oh yeah. So they're like rolling in and, and, and so the towns are getting a little bit of a head up going, okay, we think we might get hit tonight. The problem is in the blue states, law enforcement's being told to stand down. Just make sure the protesters are safe, set your curfews, but by all means, don't push them back and block the streets off so that they'll go home. Just, just let them keep stirring about and provide cover for these factions rolling in to do damage and don't focus too much on capturing those doing the damage because we just want to make sure that the citizens are safe i'm sorry but that is so ass backwards the whole thing and the and the cops are pissed because there's so much red tape right well you know like in new york though they're arresting people for looting and they get let out the next day same thing was happening oh st louis happened in st louis uh, where people that rioted the next the, the previous night getting you know bailed out the very next day um, so yeah it, it, the, the system is intentionally stacked against these cops to where they don't have the support and the um, the protesters not the protesters the rioters um, mm -hmm. ha have the, the advantage 
the terrorists um, and the rioters and the delinquents and the rebels and the really angry, pissed off people where no one can control their emotions. And they're all for just destroying cities. And it's disgusting. I mean, they're, you know, I don't know how many uh, black citizens, business owners and police officers have died during this. But if this is all about race, what's going on here? And oh, then it's heartbreaking. Got, then we've got <sighs> Joe Biden. You know, Justin Timberlake, Steve Carell, Cardi B, on and on we could go with the list of celebrities and politicians and someone running for president that are bailing these people out. Right. But with with the celebrities and stuff, they live in gated communities. Of course, they're going to support the defunding of the police and all that shit. Right. It's they've made millions of dollars off this woke culture. Right, they're not going to back down from it. It's with, it's their income now, right? It's mm-hmm. their image, right? Right. And let's and let's let's get a paint like a, a picture of these. Well, let's say protests because there is pro- peaceful protests going on, right? But that is clearly being used as a cover for these terrorist actions. hundred percent. Right? People need to recognize that. For a perfect perfect setup for that. Yeah, so and, let, let's look at the main militant group that's doing that, or terrorist group that's doing it, which is Antifa, right? Mm-hmm. And and Antifa has their code. It, it kind of like their Ten Commandments, called the Ten Points of Action, right? And this is what they want, and this is what they're trying to do, okay? So one, the liberation will be won by any means necessary. Two, we will destroy the state, police, military, corporations, and all those who run the American plantation. Three, we will live with dignity in a world without prisons. Four, system of punishment will be abolished. There will be no law to enforce, no money to protect. Five, revolutionary justice will be determined by those who are oppressed. Right? Six, there will be no government, no person or group will have power over another. Seven, communities will make decisions about how they live and will make sure that everyone has what they need to live a dignified life. Eight, Land is not property, it is alive, communal, and must be protected. Nine, alongside international conrads, we will destroy all borders for free movement of people everywhere. Ten, militant networks will defend our revolutionary communities. Liberation begins where America dies. All right. right. Written by... Right, and we should add to that, the last one should be just anarchy. The anarchy, that's (laughs) bottom line, we're anarchists. And they designated them a terrorist organization, which is... Because they are a terrorist organization. You you just hear what they plan to do. But they contradict themselves through this whole sort of point. There will be no leaders or government, but we will also, if you go back to the other one, right, we will be determined by who is depressed. Revolutionary justice will be determined by who is oppressed. So it means there will be leaders... Right. And that they'll be down the oppressive, you know, who is more oppressed than the others? But how far does that go? Right? So are you more oppressed because you're black? But then beyond that, are you more oppressed because you're black and disabled? Or beyond that, are you depressed, you know, if you're transgendered, black and disabled? Right? Where does the oppression end? Right? And right. And, and, and who's your leaders going to enforce this? It's, it's, it's completely a state of anarchy that they want to create. And there will no be no law, and there will be no prisons, and there will be no punishment. Mm-hmm. So let's just have the purge every night like we're doing right now. Right. Pretty much what you're saying. Well, with being designated a terrorist organization, now with this de- designation, that just gives law enforcement more tools in order to investigate them. And we know that they have been under investigation for a long time. Uh, we know they've been mapped out. Their network's been mapped out. They're looking at their finances. In fact, on uh, a Fox News article came out this week that said that some sources are saying that indictments may be coming soon um, and that they are definitely looking at the finance side of it, which we all immediately think of Soros. Uh, so uh, that's good to know that now that we have more more power to be able to go after this network. Well, and Barr came out and said that there's 56 regional FBI joint terrorism task forces working on identifying the criminal organizers and instigators of violence during this. And he said Antifa and similar groups. He also um, said today or said on Thursday that um, foreign actors, some foreign actors are providing support to these riots. So right. we have we have we have a mix of peaceful protesters of um, just hooligan kids 
Antifa, organized anti criminals like terrorists and foreign actors all using this scenario. And the people who um, are being used are always the ones who get used during election time. And that mm -hmm. is the black vote. Right. And let's go into another, well, there's like a few other things. So the deal going around where they're going up to white people and saying, my CEO or my leader at Black Lives Matter is telling me that I need to get you to go down on your knees and you need to repeat this script, right? And they're like shaming and guilting. And we saw, what was it? Was it National Guard or Army? Who was that? The, yeah. the video that's going around where they're taking a knee. And we've seen police officers do this. Now, at first people look at it and they go, well, that's really nice. They're working together in solidarity and yada, yada, yada. No, it is brainwashing. It is control tactics. It is manipulation. And anyone falling for that? Did you guys see the video of the one where there were probably like two or 300 people there all on their knees disgusting. repeating after her? It absolutely, it it was absolutely like, disgusts me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it absolutely was, disgusts me, man. Really I won't ever get down on my knees. Think for, for themselves. Anyone. I'll never get down on my knees for anyone, right? No. Ever, right? Because one, I've never done shit to you. I'm not going to get on my knees for you, right? I've, mm -hmm. th this this whole oppression narrative, right? And that America is institutionally racist. It's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. Not in the year 2020. You go back maybe to the 1950s, early 1800s. Prior to that, go back three, four hundred years. Yeah. Definitely. Well, you know, there still is there, there still is some racism, but the but the of problem is, is the of left just is. stokes it and exaggerates it and fuels it and tries to create the division and tries to make it seem like a mountain, you know, like so much so much worse than it is, and they're the ones trying to create it and feed it and fuel it. Right, it, but it, it's it's it, it's like if if black people were oppressed, massively oppressed by society in this day and age, right? I would love to be as oppressed as Tiger Woods. I would love to be as oppressed as Oprah or Jay Z or Beyonce or Snoop Dogg. Shit, right? <laughs> and I know I've got white privilege. Or a president, <laughs> right? No. Or a president, right? No, I refuse to feel shame and guilt for the color of my skin. That's just the bottom line. I mean, right. just judge, judge me as the human being that I am. I am right. not going to apologize for the, for the color of my skin and the history of the people who had similar colors of skin that preceded me. That is not my fault, and I am not going to carry that guilt. So, right. period. And what, what's disturbing about this is you have these brainwashed white liberals who are generally the most racist people around look how they treat black conservatives right if you ever want to see that look at the comments under candace o's twitter right look at the con mm -hmm. comments under cj person's Twitter, right you you will see how racist these people are right um it's it's it, it just it it does my head in and the, the worst thing about it is when i see those pictures of these brainwashed liberals doing this to their children Making them, making them wear white privilege masks and white privilege shirts and I'm white privilege. These kids are like three, four, five years old. This is typical narcissistic tactics. Shame your children. Right. That's what they do. Right? Yeah, it's and disgusting. It, it's, it's disgusting and it's child abuse. Right? You're, you're going to teach your child from that age to feel shame and feel bad about themselves. Right? They're going to mm -hmm. grow up to be such a messed up human being. Right. But we need to talk about how this is organized, how this isn't grassroots in a lot of scenarios, and how this is t t terrorism. Um, you know, how they, um, this an group Antifa, how, how they're uh, supplying weapons, um, anything from rocks to bricks to frozen water bottles to Molotov cocktails at these riots. And... You know, we've had several reports all week long about how these bricks have been staged throughout cities, you know, New yep. York City, every city police, you know, have been reporting this. Uh, we've had uh, mo most city mayors coming out and saying a lot of the people or most of the people or all of the people that we've arrested so far weren't even from this city or state. Um, so that just shows you how this is organized and how this isn't necessarily grassroots in a lot of cases or at least the violent stuff isn't and project veritas just came out today with a video on someone who had worked within antifa 
and has you know video film and talked about their tactics and their planning and strategy and all of that. So I recommend people check that out too. Mm -hmm. But I want to get in a little bit to the whole COVID end of this because these this goes hand in hand and is very tightly woven. Um, the fact that we have had you know, we've got the mandatory masks, okay? So on May 23rd, the CDC, first off, we've heard back and forth on the mask scenario the entire time. You don't need to wear masks. We don't want you wearing masks. Oh, now you need to wear masks. Well, but only the N95s really work. Well, but then Dr. Fauci says, you know, they really don't protect you. It's really just a state of mind so you feel better. And if you do wear the N95, you have to sterilize the hell out of the thing. You have to wear gloves every day, every time you use it. So realistically... People aren't doing that. And yet the governors, primarily in the blue states, are making it now mandatory. And, well, you know, you can just do, just wrap your face with a scarf or something. And so May 23rd, the CDC comes out on their website and they have this little illustration with two people wearing these very colorful cherry masks, you know, cloth. They're now going with the cloth mask. Now, that was just days before this all hit. So why are they switching from like N95 or this or that to a cloth mask? Because that just puts Antifa all over the board. It, it blends them in with everyone else. And the prote protesters are providing cover. So there's your, there's your extended forced mandatory masks, which I personally don't wear myself. When which, I go places. And it was so convenient that right before all of these riots occurred that Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and probably some other key players also changed their Twitter avatars to show the mask. Like, was that a go signal? Black. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. black masks, which is what uh, it typically wears. And, and this is not just coordinated American ad. This has become worldwide. Antifa cells worldwide have been activated. We've seen the firebombing in Athens, right? We see that riots now in England, right? With all yep. the cuck police officers taking the knee, right? With it's this is coordinated. And wasn't worldwide. there something something in like Amsterdam and I thought like Amsterdam Vancouver, as well. Was Vancouver or something? Of course, Canada. Where else? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's it's with with this 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 is how you know that things have been working. Um it, like trying to spin it in the most positive way I can, because the dark energies have been palpable to the last two like last week. I've, it, it's just, it's been a really low place. Like I've been juggling it with my, like with myself. Right. Um, it, it's, you know, it's, you go through stages of black pilling and you don't know what's going to happen. You're seeing all this happen on your screen and you start to doubt. It's like anything else. Um, uh, well, I, I don't know where I was going with that. I just got, I got lost my thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that there's a playbook. Okay, this playbook is global. These people who rule and want to dominate the world and have all power and control and create the world <laughs> order. So there you go. I set you back on your track. Yeah, you? yeah, you set me back on my track. Um, but th th that's how you know that these things prior to all this happening has been working because demons always start failing, like flailing as much as they can right before they're cast out. Right? And we're seeing just the complete complete projection of evil at the moment. And we know this is one of their last stands. I mean, COVID to this, they're afraid of this election. And oh they're doing gosh, everything yeah. they can to try to sway people. And one of the things is, which we saw in the Nixon era, riots and all that on national soil don't really work well for the opposition party. Well, and, it, and, and the fact that, you know, Trump came out on national television with Cheryl Atkinson stating how vicious the deep state is and that if things keep going the way they're going, I could break the deep state. Hmm. I mean, yep. that's a blow. That is that is a hit right to the gut right there. And then we have Pelosi in the midst of these riots come out and say they're going to take another month off from session. Another month while they continue to get paid. Hmm. So... But well, she's the, well enough to walk around amongst the uh, the protesters oh, and get a photo cool. op. Oh, that's oh. where I wanted to go. That's the hypocrisy of COVID nineteen so in there. We've got the 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 same governors 
that were opposing um, any kind of First Amendment rights and free speech and protests against the lockdown and, and, and the non-essential businesses and people wanting to protest and them saying, you cannot because this is a pandemic. We're not going to allow free speech right now. But now those same governors and mayors are saying, we are all for peaceful protests. Everyone get out there. Just make sure you wear your mask. Hmm. Right. The switch was so quick, wasn't it? Yep. So quick. It, it's just complete liberal hypocrisy. And, and, then, then, and this is the double standard that people are so sick of. I thought people would be seeing this and they'd be they'd be saying, oh, my God, like this, this is so obvious. And holy cow. And then I went into the grocery store again without my mask on and I'm the only one in there. And there's a bunch of people in there and they're all wearing masks and I'm looking around and it's just so surreal. I'm thinking you are all pawns in this game and you and you don't even recognize it. You don't even realize it. Like, why isn't everyone just ripping their masks off right now and saying, uh-uh, we're done with your charade? Right. I just, ugh. Yeah, that's frustrating. But see, you can tell that this is all agenda-driven and that it's all about the election when you see Obama coming out uh, this week. And, I you know, it's just... That. Did you watch it? I watched part of it, and it's just so convenient because he talks about how... He talks about the pandemic and he talks about the protests, a.k.a. riots, you know, this community organizer, he's he's so proud of his little minions. And he's, mm-hmm. he's telling them, look, we have this incredible opportunity. Now we can change America. Oh, and it's it, by, by galvanizing and activating and motivating and mobilizing so many young people. Now, when, when he talks like this, you can see right through it and mm-hmm. say they are they are trying to piss off these young people because this is about the election and a hundred percent the riots were and, and the pandemic was. And I think that you can also start seeing now this week, they're shifting back to the pandemic agenda because as soon as these riots end, it looks like they're going to go, Oh wait, now all of them caught COVID and now we're going to have to go through the whole pandemic all over again and maybe that we can stretch that until november oh yes and there's a big part of that so so okay first let me go back to obama okay they have a foundation they have been training college students for a long time to mobilize so make no mistake emails went out they had their groups ready to rock and roll in this there's a lot of foundations and organizations out there behind all of this which is how they were able to coordinate thousands of people across the country instantaneously. But as far as what you were just saying about the, um, the whole COVID thing. Yeah. I saw a lot of people coming out and saying, Oh, the pandemic's over. Look at that. Oh no, no. They're going to use the hell out of this. Are you kidding me? They're going to start citing all kinds of fear and stoking panic and saying it's spread and the numbers are going up. And we need contact tracing now more than ever, which Pelosi's trying to get through in the bill, which, by the way, I hit refresh on this every single day. And the update on that is the last coronavirus package that she was putting together, the joke. I want to say it's called the HEROES Act, but I'm not positive. So that was on June 1st was the last update. The Senate had read it for a second time. So it's still sitting there right now. People need to stay on top of that. That is where she's trying to call for the mail-in ballots and 75 billion for contact tracing so they can surveil us and keep people more and further intimidated while collecting data on everyone. And I'm sure it's packed with a million other things that I haven't had a chance to review. Um, so I had another point in there, but I've lost it. <laughs> Just about how they're going to go back to the pandemic after the riots settle down, which they know it, the, these are not going to last all the way through November, of course. They're just going to have to have something right after it. And it's, I, I think they're just going to go back to the pandemic. And this is when people need to rise up because, look, these are the same people that told you if you dare to open your non-essential business to feed your family, that you're going to get fined, you could get arrested, you could lose your license. And here they are allowing all these businesses to be destroyed and they're not even arresting these people. And if they do, they're letting them out the following day. Now, there may be some charges. I know they've arrested thus far in the country over 4,000 people, which that's a fair amount. But how many of them, I mean, I've seen videos of them like, walking a hundred people down like they're gonna okay what are they gonna do you know you're they're gonna let those people out the next day 
So I don't know how many of them are sticking as far as actual charges go, um, but I have a well, feeling yeah, a lot yeah, of them well, are yeah. letting them out. Yeah, well, you're getting celebrities bailing them out. Right. Politicians bailing them out. Right. So how right. does that work? Tell me how it works if they actually arrest some Antifa members. Are they bailing out the non-Antifa? Because now that they're designated as a terrorist organization, I really don't think they'd have the right to get in there and just bail them out. But who knows? The system's so damn corrupt. Well, does that qualify as providing material support to a terrorist organization? One would think. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, it's, and we have a presidential candidate who's possibly, potentially, if if he's providing money to Antifa, um, you know, he's providing material support. No. Right, and they all make it sound like Antifa's just this really peaceful group. They're not causing any damage. They're not a terrorist organization, and they're all fighting that. It, it, oh, there's, there's some of the other narratives going around. It's white supremacists that are burning down buildings and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And of course, people are falling for it, right? Well, the left's falling for it, anyway, right? Right. right. Um, who who do you think? Like, so, like, you look at the silent majority in America. The people that are getting their shops smashed, right? The people that have to deal with this violence, the suburbanites. The middle class, the ones that are seeing this violence on TV, who, who do you think they're going to vote for? The, right. the ones that are affected for this. The one, the people that you're seeing riding, the people that you're seeing cause this violence, and the what, people that you're seeing protesting are lifelong Democrats. They're always going to vote Democrats. Because you're, just see, you're just seeing them. Here's Walk me through this. They're trying to break us, okay? They're trying to wear people down and put you in such a state of fear and terror that you just give in and you're like, this is too much. I can't, if this is how it's going to continue to be under Trump with this constant battling, this is what they think they're going to do, what they're going to accomplish, but they're not. It is going to go extreme opposite. Okay. Walk me through your, your, these people's mindset who think that it's white supremacists marking, marching alongside Black Lives Matter protesters. Walk me through that. Walk me through how yeah. they are protesting against Trump. White supremacists who now you say Trump supporters are white supremacists. Mm -hmm. Walk me through how that now they're 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 protesting Trump. Walk me through how Hollywood is is bailing them out. Trump supporters, white supremacists, right. Trump supporters. Exactly. Ex explain to me how the media, you know, is is supporting these people if they're white supremacists. Um, see, you know, see, none that, of that makes sense at all. That line of questioning, unfortunately, Edge, does not sit in most people's <laughs> minds. They won't take the time to even process that. Mm. It's absurd. It, it is absurd. They, these sort of people, believe exactly what they are told. That's it. That's that's the moral ground. Whatever they see on the news, whatever they're told, they believe. There is no critical thinking there anymore. And, and their idea of research is, I read it in the New York Times, and just to make sure I cross-referenced it to the CNN and the MSNBC and the WAPO and the this and that, I've done my research. That's their idea of research. Not right. digging into the facts. Well, 100%. You know? But they, can, they, they can't even sit back and, like, take 10 minutes of their time to kind of assess this whole situation. They don't have that. They're running just straight-off motions. Or to cross-reference, like the morning when uh, the New York Times came out with their early morning edition as chaos spread, Trump vows to end it now. And then all the Democrats, you know, and AOC, you've got to be kidding me. And everyone just bitching and moaning and groaning about this. So then the late edition comes out with its new headline, Trump threatens to send troops into states. <laughs> totally different oh, narrative. We, we knew and this you can happen. see this over and over and over again, but they won't take the time to look at it. And, and another thing that they're trying to do is they're trying to whip up the right, right? It's very easy to whip up the, the left, right? They mm -hmm. can easily get the left mobilized. They're so emotionally infertile, right? So it's so easily to get them riled up and pissed off and emotional. And what they're trying to do is they're really trying to piss off the right now, right? The right's yeah. a lot harder to get riled up, right? If the right gets riled up, then that's when you start getting shootings and stuff like that because the, the, the right's not going to mess around the right knows how to use a gun right the left doesn't know what bathroom to use 
right? So they they they're really trying the locker room, <laughs> right? They, well, they don't. They don't know what even gender they are, right? They if the right gets rolled up, then you're going to start seeing real mass mass casualty, and of course the the media and stuff will spin it, right? Of course. Well, it looks like it looks like outside outsiders who are trying to manipulate this situation are trying to make that happen. You know, I've seen um, reports of um, outside groups trying to organize both a Black Lives Matter protest at the same place and time as a, uh, you know, to, to a supporter protest. And that's happened. I've seen a couple of different scenarios um, where, where that's been exposed. Um, so it looks like they are trying to drum up that um, uh, that kind of a, a war between between us, because as long as we're distracted with that, we're not paying attention to Obamagate. We're not paying attention to uh, any of the stuff that's about to drop with regards to that. And we're just basically our, our everything's spinning into chaos until the election. Yeah, look, look they, they want to drum up a race war. That, that is their bottom line. They, they want a race war, right? And mm -hmm. the thing that makes me sad about all of this, and especially the indoctrination of racism everywhere, is that people have forgotten what true racism is, right? I've, I've heard black people talk about real racism, right? When they were back in the 1940s, 1950s, and the KKK came into their house, killed all their family, right? Put them up on a cross. Now, that's real racism, Okay. That's not happening in this day and age. In this day and age, they're drumming down racism that everything's racism, right? If you're white, you're automatically racist. If milk's automatically racist. Um, any white color on anything's automatically racist. If you don't agree with them on anything, you're racist, right? And the problem with that is you are going to get a lot of, and this is what I'm really afraid about, is that you will start creating racism. When you start pushing this sort of, and drumming this up, you will, start creating racism because there will be a lot of young white guys out there that are sick of being told they're racist they're going to get sick of being told that they're privileged right and they're going to start hating right especially right? when they and see their cities burning down and and everything i i can see that it's like they're creating this monster instead of solving it uh the problem and uh, there is some legitimacy to you know black people uh getting arrested more or being profiled more i can see why why some black people would want to protest i get that but first i mean i feel, I feel like we didn't we never even got the facts of what actually happened uh, we're just jumping to the conclusion that it was race driven and now the the whole nation's on fire because of it and there is no responsibility in reporting there's no responsibility in investigating and getting to the bottom of it they want a race war and they're going to allow you know allow this to happen and bury the facts right and and, and by trying to guilt white people with white privilege any any strong white person out there is not going to take that right because a lot of people and this goes for individuals not just white people right this privilege idea is bullshit because of the color of your skin it's inherently racist right because there's a lot of homeless white people how are they privileged right there's white right. people that have been brought up in foster homes they've had no parents right mm -hmm. they've been beaten and abused there's, there's nothing privileged about that and that's happened to all races across all boards. And that's why people, and this is what I think they've lost a lot of, is looking at individual situations and individual people. Groupthink is a cancer, right? Oh, it is yeah. a cancer. And that's why they look at groups like, okay, if you don't agree with us, you're all racist. Right. Or you're wrong. Or, you know, you're the other side. If you have a different opinion or that, because it's all, it's all groupthink. The left will constantly throw out the labels. They do it against Trump, but they do it against Trump supporters, conservatives all the time. We are homophobic. We are bigots. We are racist. We are, you know, we are white privileged. They throw all these labels out constantly to seed people's minds and keep it fresh in their minds. And just if people cannot recognize by now that we are in extreme psychological warfare, to demoralize people, wear people down, break people, um, keep you in fear, keep you in your homes, don't let you work, don't let you feed your families. I mean, 
where people need to be rising up is they all need to be opening their damn businesses right now. They need to be opening all the damn swimming pools. They need to be um, going out there. And I mean, I'm not going to tell you to not wear a mask. If you, you know, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask, but if you're you just understand the data behind it and the statistics behind it and the fact that this whole virus, this COVID virus has been amplified with an agenda. It was weaponized. We were lied to over and over again about the statistics and the death rate. And now it's down to like, what is it like less than a percent or something or less than 2%. It's so minimal. It's, it's ridiculous. The, the, the way you let this racism agenda die, if you're in a world that where your people are not manipulating you and controlling you, is you stop talking about it. You let it die naturally, right? You don't keep bringing it up. You don't keep labeling everything else racist, right? right. Because they, they want to do that. I, I had a talk with my friend the other day. who's He's a Mauritius guy. Australian-born, but he's a Mauritius. He's brown, right? He wishes he was black because his sister got all the black. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, he's brown, right? Um, but, but we were talking about the time when we were at school. So this is early 2000s in Australia. Yeah. Race wasn't even a thing. Like, we, we were thinking back on it. It never occurred to us. It was never brought up. It was never even mentioned. We all right. got together fine, right? It was a really peaceful time. Right, but now all of a sudden, this whole new wave of racism's coming. It's engineered. It's generic. It's not right. real. Engineered. There's the key word right there. Yeah, my um, I wasn't going to share this, but I think I will. So my oldest son has a close friend who's black, and he comes from a different city, different background, different viewpoints, everything. But he came over, and so obviously this was part of the conversation. What's going on in the country? And you know what he said? It was like, so refreshing. I just wanted to hug him because <laughs> I, it was like he had more wisdom than 90% of the country right now. He just said, I just want to be a kid. I shouldn't, we, we shouldn't have to be talking about this or thinking about this. We should just be kids and play and have fun and not worry about this. And I was like, you're so right. You know, these are these are very adult topics and very scary things for kids that are going on right now. And right. these these agendas are being forced on them when they, all they want to do is just be kids. You know, right. they're losing their innocence and um, and they're being pushed. You know, these biases are being pushed on them when they don't necessarily have them. You know, so yeah, I just thought that was kind of amazing and really to see things, see what's going on from a kid's eyes. Right. Um, I, 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 yeah, that's that's sweet. Like you know, that. it was funny when I was over at my friend's. <clears throat> so she has um, a ten-year-old daughter, very very wise. <laughs> I mean, this girl's a little thinker. She's like could be a little scientist. So she she sits there and analyzes everything. And we were watching. God, what were we watching? It was like late at night and we were, we had been outside all day in nature and we went in and um, we were watching America's Got Talent or something. She had some recordings of it and there was something on, oh, I know what it was. So I have no idea which season this was or anything, but they were talking about um, they were all competing to win to go to Vegas and do whatever the next you know phase of that show is. I haven't watched that show in years. And all of a sudden this commercial comes on and it's promoting Vegas. And that's like obvious to you and I, but she's 10 and she looks at me and she's like, I think it's strange that they're, they're doing an ad about us. Vegas when they're going to be going to Las Vegas I think they're intentionally trying to do that and I just started cracking up I'm like I love it her mind's already processing this stuff <laughs> yeah it's so good to see kids pointing this out and that uh that disgusting Nickelodeon ad we should oh talk about God. that oh, right terrible. it was talk eight, about it Corey eight, like eight and a half minutes where a black screen comes on and it and the words across the screen screen say I can't breathe while there's this voice just going, 
for like eight minutes. And it was the, what was it called? Was it Color of Change? Is that right? Do I have that right? I know that that's an organization that yeah, yeah, Hillary yeah. Which, promoted. Yes, Hillary promotes that a lot. And so at the very end of it, it was like text demands and go to Color of Change and join and yada, yada. But for eight minutes, because that is how long the police officer had his knee on George Floyd's neck. To do that on a children's channel just says it all. It is it is absolutely, I mean, could you imagine? I listened to that and was freaked out by it. Imagine how a little kid would feel. Right. It's disgusting. The kids, kids shouldn't be uh, shown any of this stuff. They don't need to hear about race and gender because they're not conditionally brought up to understand it, right? They, it's not inherently in their brains, right? But if you're going to start teaching them about this stuff, it's just going to create more problems, more issues. You you got you got black families teaching black kids to be all scared of white people, right? You've got white kids learning that they should be shamed because of their color, right? You don't do that to children. You let kids be kids, yeah. Right. It's right. sad. It is sad. I want I, I, I want to ask you guys this question because we're getting we're getting on a bit now. Um, to finish it off, what do you think the future of America is? Hmm. Oh God. I okay. I think that it's going to be pretty, pretty crappy up until the election. I think that they're they're like a cat that's cornered right now, and they're just going to keep scratching until the election. I do feel like we've got this election as long as we can get the voter fraud situation under control. And I think that once the after the November election. Um, then if Trump wins, which I believe he will, I think that we have just really, really strong numbers, even with everything that's happened. I concur. Uh, um, that we, we should start seeing things calming finally down and getting back to prosperity and winning. Uh, so, but, and I think also we're going to have a lot of revelations between now and then too of the corruption from the Obama administration. So it's going to be a wild ride. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Well, I agree with you up until the point of the calming. So I think the next five months are going to be a little bit of a hell ride because their their whole goal is to continue with division and fear tactics. And, of course, Gates will keep pursuing his vaccine. Um, I think that we need to see some actual charges, some heavy-duty ones, at least a couple, before the election. I do think... Trump has this. Um, I think after the election, though, <laughs> him being in for another four years, the deep state's not going to just lay down. They're going to continue with their tactics. Um, at that point in the game, we're going to have to see where we're at with this whole COVID thing and vaccine thing, because that's going to be an ongoing battle. And depending on how quickly they bring charges to some of these higher up individuals, uh, the battle is going to continue with each of those, you know, like as we get closer to each of those happening, they're going to, they're going to intensify because they're going to want to distract. And so I, I think we're in for a hell of a ride and everyone needs to hunker down and everyone needs to just like, you know, disconnect and unplug from time to time, because this shit, this can drive you batshit crazy. You know, it's exhausting. It is. Uh, it's dark stuff. It's very toxic. What, it what, what, what? I, I was more referring to there is I'm, I'm referring to more of the youth that are indoctrinated now, the Antifa. Um, that that's a whole generation. It's a whole generation of Marxists. They're not just going to go away. That's why I was no. asking you the question. Even after the election. Well, they're not going to go away. No, it's it's a, this is a generational battle. You know, we're, we have to, like you, you said, we have a whole generation of kids growing up who have been in the system, who have been led to believe a certain thing. And um, deprogramming that is uh, it's going to take time. And then, you know, as kids um, are brought up in this 
new generation where we have like this, you know, kind of a rebirth of, you know, national pride and making America great again. And, you know, going back to some conservative Christian values, not necessarily Christian for me, it's conservative Christian values. And I see a lot of families doing that. Um, I think that we will start seeing that kind of change, but like, yeah, it's a generational battle. I mean, we need to understand that this is a, a marathon and it is exhausting, but like you were saying, Corey, it's, it, it's really important that we each take time uh, away from all of it and get back to our own pers personal lives, the people around us, um, and fostering what really matters and what is really good about this world. Because um, getting back to the spiritual side of things, um, this is a spiritual battle. And I, I personally believe that whatever happens in the physical also happens in the spiritual and vice versa. Um, so the more that we can bring love into this world, the more that we can fight for justice, that we can help the, the weak, you know, these things that matter to us, um, the better off we are, you know, as far as just changing the whole um, vibe um, and, and getting it back to a more positive one. Like we can each affect that, you know, in our own lives, you know, and make you a know, change. Those are excellent points. And we're actually throughout the midst of these riots, we're actually seeing some good stuff. Like we've seen citizens make an arrest of Antifa and bring them over to the cops. And we've seen protesters circle cops to protect them from the rioters. And we've seen, you know, um, some very positive things coming out of this. We saw, who was it? The one, uh, was it a UFC fighter going around? That one cracked me up. I loved that one. Going around saying, give me your spray paint can. Give me your spray paint can. Take uh, John, your John, of John, paint John, the John, John Jones. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> Every time he goes to fight, he gets tested for drugs. He's one of my favorite fighters, though, but he always keeps them. Um... Because I'm, I'm a USC fan. I love John Jones. But every time he goes to fight, he gets tested positive for some sort of okay. enhancement. Yeah, but no, he's funny, but, though. But I love him. Like, <laughs> one kid sitting there trying to argue with them. But, dude, I'm not doing the And he's just like, give that to me. Give me the can. Give me the can. Give me the can. Until the kid turns the can over. And so we're not... Unfortunately, it's like we're still blasted with all this horror that we're not seeing as many of the good aspects coming out of this. There are... Look... But, yeah, there, but we, are, there are some good, peaceful protesters out there, and there are people that are gathering. I have, like, um, a cousin out in Florida. She said tons of people gathered to pray, just to pray, not to go do a protest, but to pray for this country. So there are good things like that, people coming together, <laughs> you know, while all this destruction is yeah. going on. Look, let, let's not... Let's not um... You know, be too set in our ways that we're more conservatives, more on the right. Not everyone on the left is dumb. Not everyone on the left is bad. It, it, it's this is just facts, right? There's, there's a lot of good people out there. There's a lot of people that are out there that are marching for a cause or protesting for a cause. And we have nothing against protesting. We never have protest all you want, but that slowly starts going out of the window when things are getting burned and people are getting attacked. Then it doesn't become a protest anymore. Right. right. So protest during the day. Don't be out there at night because all you're doing is providing cover for the rioters. Exactly. And then if you want to be there at night, pass the curfew, don't cry when you get gassed in the face by mace. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's it's like and then you want to be a victim. And then you say right. but but victim mentality is is drummed into them as well. Right? Oh, that's a huge factor in all of this. That's how they stoke racism entirely. And, and these, these kids that think this is just so fun and so cool and they can be out there at night because they want to get the video footage and they want to be in the middle of the action. People oh, yeah, they want to get the clip. They want to get those clicks, those likes, those views. Calling out Antifa members, citizen arresting Antifa members, waking up to the fact that their protests, their peaceful protests were being usurped by violent protesters and calling them out and separating themselves from that. I think that's what's going to have to happen. Otherwise, their protests are lumped in with these violent rioters and it totally delegitimizes de their message. Look, we, we're totally supporting of, of protests, whatever you believe. I mean, we were supporting people when they were protesting for being locked up. 
um, you know, for, for two months. I'm picturing, you know, the haircutting one that was done in front of the Capitol or what, where, where was that? In Michigan. And the cops are going around writing up citations and everything because these people are out there. But where are they right now with all these protests? These are totally acceptable. <laughs> well, we still have to cover. We still have to cover the Flynn updates. So, yes, uh, I did. Well, let's let's run through that quick because we're going for an hour. Let me let, first. I want to talk about General Mattis because that's been all over the news. Uh, mainstream media picked this story up this week because uh, we have a former Trump administration official coming out against Trump. So they just loved that. So that's made you mm -hmm. know top of the headlines. All week. So uh, General Mattis this week, he's the former Secretary of Defense. Um, he criticized Trump in an article published at the in the Atlantic on Wednesday. And this has made all the mainstream headlines. Um, basically, he was comparing the Trump administration to the Nazis, stating the Nazi slogan for was for destroying for destroying us was, quote, divide and conquer. Our American answer is Quote, in union, there is strength. Donald Trump is the first president in my lifetime who does not try to unite American people, does not even pretend to try. Instead, he tries to divide us. So they've been using this all week to, uh, again, um, you know, per perpetuate this, you know, racist um, agenda, this, um, the, this, this, you know, equation uh, of Trump to Nazis and, and his supporters to Nazis and so forth. Um, but we need to look back at Mattis, Mattis for a little bit because there's a whole backstory with him. And there's no question as to why he's doing this. I mean, he's part of the deep state. You have to believe this because um, you have to remember that Mattis came from, you know, he was as the secretary of defense from the Trump administration. He came on in January 2017, immediately starting. He starts going after Flynn uh, for the whole, um, you know, Russia gate. So Madison Flynn had this long standing bad history going back to at least 2010 when Mattis was um, putting Flynn through a yet another investigation. And this all had to do with the Obama administration freaking out about Flynn knowing too much about Al Qaeda, ISIS, Benghazi, the Iran deal. Um, and he's been very vocal about it over the years. Um, so, you know, Mattis was very anti-Flynn going way back. And when Flynn came into the Trump, um, the Trump campaign, um, when they were talking about, you know, who to bring in in national security positions, Flynn crossed uh, Mattis's name off because he knew what kind of guy Mattis was. And so then you have to ask, it's, it's very curious that of all the people that the Trump administration chose for Secretary of Defense, they chose Mattis. Um, so Trump you know, ended that relationship by firing Mattis. And uh, the two had had this very you know, public display, bad blood ever since. But my question to you guys is, why do you think they hired this guy, Mattis, considering the backstory with him being very anti-Flynn from the beginning, unless it was all a setup all along. Mattis is definitely part of the deep state. He's showing his true colors coming out this week. I think it's purposeful that they brought Mattis in to begin with, kind of see what their plan was. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, history proves that. What do you guys yeah. think? I concur. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying no, to look something up while you were going through half of that, but what, what you were just concluding with, yes, yes. So going into the Flynn thing, um, Cindy, Pal Cindy Palace said, I just want to give a quick Flynn update. He said, she said that uh, in a recent interview with Lou Dobbs that it's clear from this brief that Judge Sullivan submitted that he's abandoned any pretense of impartiality and wants to prosecute General Flynn himself and conduct this like mini trial over whatever issues he chooses to identify in the case, regardless of whatever the attorney general has decided. And it even goes back to charges that don't exist in the first place and creating some new ones. So this brief that Wilkinson submitted on behalf of Judge Sullivan, it's being described as not really a, a filing to persuade the DC court, uh, circuit court. It's more of like this, uh, this manifesto um, for anti-Trumpers um, and anti-Flynn 
people for the, that crowd, um, and, and the kind of the same way the Mueller report was. You know, the Mueller report found no bottom line, you know, no obstruction, no collusion. But then they had this whole second, you know, giant book, second volume, um, with just basically an op-ed by Mueller that you know the left generally likes to cite. And so I think that that was really the purpose of Sullivan doing all of this. It was really an exercise in delaying the inevitable of of Flynn um, getting uh, his his case being dropped, um, but also really creating this sort of manifesto using Sullivan's brief that the mainstream media and the left can continually quote in order to discredit. You know, so oh, yeah. that's that's where that goes. But you know, they're going to have. Um, a hearing starting, I think it's the June 12th is when that should start um, for Flynn's petition uh, for the writ of mandamus, which is basically telling, you know, uh, justifying why Sullivan needs to do his job and, and dismiss this thing. Got it. Good, yeah. good. Good Lord. <laughs> All right. Good job, Sam. Wow, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, what a week. What a week, guys. I'm exhausted. Stay positive, people. Oh yeah. Stay positive. Yeah, it's it's tough. Get away from the the mainstream news. Get away from Twitter. Get away from all of it for a little while. Just chill out because it gets you down. It does. Well, you got to remember all these platforms have a higher a higher level of usage base of all liberals. So it doesn't matter what happens. A liberal post is always going to look massive and incredible compared to most conservatives and stuff that are on these networks. So don't let that sort of stuff bring you down either. Yeah. And there's just a lot of anger and arguing and, you know, chaos. <laughs> it's just chaos. You open it up and you look at a timeline and it's just, yeah. So you have to take some breaks. Mm -hmm. Definitely. All right. We love you guys. Thanks for staying with us here and listening to Dig It. Please share this podcast. We're on Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and as always, YouTube. We'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Stay safe.